Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show, go give us that five-star review. I'm always asking. I need it. And as always, we talk judging and MMA. You can learn the criteria by reading it at abcboxing.com. Dan, this was uh, a card that I'm kind of glad is in the rear view, just because it was it wasn't the most attractive card I think on paper. I think it ended up being overall reasonably solid, and I think it wasn't like a weak one, but I think on the whole for pay per view money, it was still just one that I was like, ah man, I'm gonna pay this much money for this. Yeah, ponying up seventy five bucks for this one uh, when you knew what you were gonna get in the main event, regardless of how the lead up was, it stung a little bit. And don't forget, we're paying tax on that $75. It's really $80. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like, what, 79 and change? Yeah, like that, yeah. It's close, to, it's close to $80 at this point, so yeah. Let it sting just a little bit more. <laughs> um, I actually uh, made a much more uh, a pleasurable purchase after the event because I saw a Mario game that I've had my eye on uh, was on sale for only $40. Mario games do not go on sale very often. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think of the two, that one was cheaper and will last me longer and will probably bring me more joy than uh, having to watch Colby Covington Most do anything, likely. especially well, when he's succeeding. Well, I like actually watching Colby fight because I think he's a very good fighter. He's a very so. good fighter, but I don't necessarily want him to succeed at it. <laughs> Like, that's fine, but it, it'd be nice if maybe, like, he could do what he just did and then throw the illegal knee and then lose. Mm, he wasn't going to do that. No, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, something like that would, would have made me happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, just just, just go the uh, just go the Peter Yan route. Lose, uh, yeah, lose, that's it. Give a, give a fight up that you were winning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this fight, it was, it was about, I, I think you summed it up pretty well, actually. Why don't you say what you said to me just before about this fight? This fight, what did I say about it? You, you, what you said about this fight being kind of what you thought of it. Oh, uh, either at uh, this fight, I was, I was very upset that this fight went exactly how I thought it would go. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, really, I mean, the most exciting parts were the beginnings of the round, at least for the first two rounds, before Jorge Masvidal was completely just complete toast. He did have the the moment like, in round four, at least that yeah, that was pretty. But like by then, yeah. you could just tell he really wasn't able to capitalize anymore like he landed it but i don't think he could will his body to do what needed to do to to follow up kind of felt like he was never in the fight like especially he came out with the you know the typical ever since he knocked out ben Askren, and let me try to do this again i don't think he was serious things. about it i think he i think what he tries to do is open people up by going that way and then seeing what they do and then try to do something off it that's what i think he's doing yeah, but, but after, i don't know after that it felt like once once he you know felt the wrestling in that first round like his, his will was just broken yeah and it, we just didn't get what he was saying all week at all until after the fight of course but i think i think maybe it took longer than that for his will to be broken so to speak but yeah i i, I do think that there's a degree of that in there and i do think he again i think he he'd eaten a lot of damage by the time in round four where he actually did hurt uh Colby with that, what was it, right, right, the right-handed punch? Yeah, right, yeah, like right hook. hook? Right yeah. hook. I thought it was a hook. Snapped his head, head around, dropped him, but Colby he recovered him, like, it, it, instantly. So. Yeah, I don't know that he recovered instantly. I think what happened was he was on the back foot, like, trying to recover, and, and again, Masvidal really just, he couldn't 
make his body do what probably needed to be done, which was to keep yeah, pouring it on. And, and he, he just, just couldn't do it. And, and that allowed Colby to get back to it, and then he was just fine. He obviously won that round, round four. Um, no debate there. So we're not even going to talk about that round, other than we, we just did. We, um, yeah, we did. We just we talked did. about it. We did just four. talk about it. But, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. That, that fight's behind us. We're never going to see that rematch. That will never, ever happen. Please, in, no. In a million years. Um, but what do you, what do you do now with Covington and Masvidal, respectively? Well, really, Covington and Usman are, are the top of the the heap at, at welterweight. I think uh, winner of Chemaev and Burns will be uh, a very good matchup for Covington. I think Luke would be a fun matchup. Edwards would be a, a fun matchup. Don't want to see him against Bilal Muhammad. Uh, I think think that would be very one sided in Colby's favor. Uh, as far as Masvidal, maybe. You run back Chiesa? I don't know. I don't think we need to keep seeing Jorge Masvidal go against these wrestle types. Like if if you're, oh, he already especially, beat him too, so. especially if the UFC is paying the money to, you know, they're paying a lot of money now to Jorge Masvidal. Why why would you pay to see him against mm-hmm. wrestlers anymore? He's not going to fight for the belt. You just want to put him in fights where he's actually going to excite people and make make them want to watch. Like why would you do that? Unless you just don't want to pay him anymore and you find a way out of the contract. That's the only thing I can think of. But Well, it has to be big money fights, really, because he just yeah, supposedly just signed a new contract. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Who knows? You know, they, They're calling it like top five, top three. That you know, They don't give numbers. Who the heck knows? That's just, that's just made up numbers, uh, made up words as far as I'm concerned. But, Conor McGregor would be fun. You know what? That would be super fun. I think it might have been Ariel Helwani who said um, they should do that fight at the Garden this November. Yeah, oh, you know what? No, don't do it at the garden because it's gonna be five hundred dollars to get in the door. <laughs> you're just and I don't have five hundred dollars to get in the door. You're just selfishly not wanting it to have a too high and too too much of a draw there. Oh. <laughs> Give us a fight night there. Save your money. Give us a fight skip night. a pay per view along the way. How am I gonna do the show then? I don't know. Maybe we'll go to a bar or something. That's possible. Yeah. Well, then we'll, we'll never get a good enough view there. Way too many distractions. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, to, to score to fights. To score the fight. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, yeah. but but then we'll go to our friend's house uh, oh, okay. in, in Canada, which which yeah. we'll bring up a little later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I love uh, the Burns uh, Chimaev winner going against Covington next. I'm pretty sure that. Should be whoever's next in line after uh, the Usman versus Leon Edwards fight. That sounds like it's going to be booked. Um, so I, I'd rather I'd rather that go happen. Like, what what are you going to do? You're going to put Covington in there against one of them and then beat either Chimaev or Gilbert Burns, especially if it's Chimaev. Like, you want to knock off Chimaev before he fights Kamara Usman. Well, here's my thing. I think Covington is the welterweight version of Max Holloway, where it's he's always going to be in contention for that title. Whereas Max is, is always going to be in contention for that featherweight title. I, so I don't know. Just because he's lost twice. One which was super close, which I think we both scored for Covington. Yes, actually. we did. We did, so, actually. And, and, I, and regrettably. <laughs> like I don't, I really don't mind running that back. It's it's really up to Usman if he'd want a trilogy with that. And I, I probably doesn't. Um, I don't. I don't imagine there's going to be a trilogy fight with them unless it's but, unless like I think Covington's going to have to do a lot of work to get that fight. I think he'd have to clean out essentially everything behind him to get that fight i know but he's just he is just so cemented at number one it's i think someone would have to knock off usman for him to not be number one i'm, I'm trying to pull up really quick the ufc rankings at welterweight because i just want to see uh, I, I have it up on my screen well i wanted to oh, okay i don't have your screen i was gonna well, i was gonna read it off for you well, that was very nice but i can i can look myself okay. sir thank you thank you um Vicente Luque and Bilal Muhammad, right? That's, right? that's going on next. The winner of that actually at least does make some sense for Colby Covington because they're okay. not going to get the next shot 
Run them through it. That's right. okay. But that's what I'm saying. I, 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 Luke has a shot. I don't think Muhammad has it. I think either one of them is realistically in the conversation still, but but I I think at the least you can kind of take that winner just because you definitely want, from a booking standpoint, Shemaev or Burns to come out of especially if it's Shemaev again. That that's the fight that's booked. It is what it is. They're not changing mm-hmm. that at this point unless someone drops out, right? It's not they don't they would certainly and when I say they, I mean of course the UFC. They would certainly not prefer Gilbert Burns beat Shemaev because I don't think they want to put Gilbert Burns in there next. If if Burns win. Yeah, I think you can put Gilbert Burns against Colby Covington, but I don't think you would do the same thing if it was Hamza Shemaev. I just don't see it. Okay, so so this is this is your if if then statement for the programmers out there. I guess so. Yeah. If Burns wins, Burns fights Covington. If Shemaev wins, Shemaev fights Usman, and, and then and let's say let's say it is Gilbert Burns who comes out of that fight. I think the winner of Luke Muhammad then becomes the number one contender. Right. Okay. After gotcha. Leon Edwards. Okay. That that's what that's makes fair. sense to me. I think this makes sense, right? Is that, is that a reasonable plan? So Poirier Poirier is out of the question. Like, there's no way we do Covington Poirier. That's just not happening. I mean, if the two sides agree to it, it is probably a fight that can at least make some money, but it would be annoying. I don't think Poirier, Poirier didn't seem too interested on on Twitter. Well, he's also on vacation. He said, "Why don't you call someone out in your own division?" I think he said that. He did. So, <laughs> which was funny because actually, right after he lo- uh, Covington lost to Usman the second time in New York, he he was saying how he didn't want to fight uh, Dustin Poirier because he's a, he doesn't like to fight 155 pounders. He wants to fight 170 pounders. So, obviously, there is um, a, it, it, stunningly involving Colby Covington. There's a little bit of um, ba- you know, kind of going back on what's said. You can't necessarily rely on what he said. He may not be being truthful to himself there this might shatter some you know perspectives and i'm sorry if if your world has been rocked by the fact that colby tuffington might just say things <laughs> and he doesn't mean but that's kind of what it... or we just fast track shavkat and put him versus covington right now well <laughs> i i'm a big fan of shavkat rachmanov but I, I would like to see him take the more natural path yeah. at least to a degree um is he even in the, the... he's 15 oh, i just closed it of course <laughs> i should he even be 15 right now? I don't know. I'm not sure he's necessarily... Just has a lot of hype. That's why he's He's got a so, lot of hype. Well, yeah. I mean, the US, that's why the UFC so, rankings are stupid. Yeah. Um, they're super, super stupid, actually. Um, Sean Brady, interesting in there, too. Sean Brady, yeah. You love I, Sean Brady. It, it, but he, no, you love your CFFC he, guys. Right, yes. But I think in a five-round fight, Covington would absolutely drown him. I mean, I don't disagree, so, but uh, I mean, who knows? Three he, rounds could he, be interesting. But if he does somehow manage to get on top of Colby, right. that would be interesting to see what he can do in yeah. that scenario because he is an excellent submission grappler i, I would like that to be like a co-main somewhere okay for a three-rounder okay well, i don't know now now they do five-round co-mains apparently for non-title even when four day notice it wasn't necessarily <laughs> necessary in this case i'm look i actually like the 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 idea of five-round non-title non-main event fights i think it's a it's a fantastic idea when used in the right times i wasn't complaining about it before then I, I also didn't think this was the fight where I'd be like, yeah, this should really have one. You, you know, it makes sense that that's why Greg Hardy and Spivak opened the card because they just knew Greg Hardy wasn't getting out of the first, so they wouldn't be long on time. I would like to think that's true so. for many, many reasons. <laughs> um, that was that was pleasurable. Um, that was a good thing. But, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really want to talk any more about Covington Masvidal than I have to. Um, we will be talking about the two contested rounds, of course, from that fight. But real quick, you you did want to mention something about uh, Cage Warriors. Yeah, I watched. You were, you were watching. It. I watched Cage Warriors Friday, and I found it very interesting that Herb Dean, Jason Herzog were judging 
Mm-hmm. Fights as well as refereeing fights in San Diego. Well, that'll happen. I mean, it's so, you know smaller shows, and no, no offense, to Cage Warriors. It is especially in the United States. It's a smaller show, right? I, I had no, I have no problem with the smaller shows uh, doing double duty. I just found it, you know, awesome that these two guys were getting reps in the judges' chair. So sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're... Mike Beltran possibly as well. I don't, I don't recall his name being okay. called, but he was refereeing that night as well. Okay, yeah. I mean, Herb Dean has obviously judged fights before and, and i know right. i know jason herzog has as well um i'm not as familiar with with where or how frequently but but i mean herb's herb is involved in training of officials yeah. too so that's you know that is that is something that makes a lot of sense but it is yeah it's nice to see that they're getting more reps into like you said sure so yeah yeah to my point that out all right that was fun yeah. it was fun fun little nugget for anybody at home little nugget yeah but yeah let's let's move on to another nugget <laughs> That's, that's Colby Covington. That's an Owen Hart reference, by the way. Rest <laughs> in peace, Owen. Hal uh, Haney had po- did a, a nice commission, seven a seven-frame uh, Owen Hart commission, if you follow Hal Haney. I don't know who that is. I don't know who you're talking really? about. Really? Oh, he's a, he's an artist on on uh, on Twitter. Oh, okay. And, well, that's fun. Yeah. You should go check him out. There's another fun nugget. Yeah. <laughs> you're just full of fun nuggets tonight. I think nugget's one of the pictures of him, actually. But I am not a nugget. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got, like I said, we got contested rounds. We got so many contested rounds, Dan. We got to get into it. <laughs> we got to get into this. Uh, and we will start with Coley Covington uh, against Ori Masvidal with scores of 49-46, 50-44, and 50-45. Now, why are we starting with this fight where the judging really, I don't think anyone was sitting at home and wondering what the deal is with the judging. They weren't complaining. They didn't really care. I think a lot of people were semi checked out of this fight by the end other than that they paid a lot of money and they were going to stick around to the end of it to, to watch it but the reason we have to talk about this fight is because of what happened during round two and not in the cage but for the people sitting at home in the united states of america <laughs> the country which you and i live dan yes watching on espn plus which is the only way you can watch in the united states of america and the feed goes out at 252 remaining in the round while Herb Dean is in the middle of trying to stop the fight because of a low blow, but doesn't really succeed in stopping it for another like 15 seconds. Or later, <laughs> fine. Um, the, the fight does resume about 36 seconds of, of cage time later. So there's some time missed. It's a, 36 seconds amounts to 12% of a round, sir. Now, when this happened, I threw my hands up and I said, what the heck? What's going on with my control? Like I, I was like, I scrambled for my remote. And all of a sudden, by the time I'm like figuring it out and I'm like Googling it all, doing all these things, all of a sudden it's back. I'm like, all right, fine. But at this point, I can't score this round anymore. So I didn't score it. And I didn't think I could submit a score to MMA decisions as a result of it. I, I tweeted at the end. I said, Colby won at least four rounds, which means he won the fight, obviously. But apparently it turns out I'm in the minority here thinking I can't score a round like this. My own partner sitting across from me <laughs> said, hey, I missed 36 seconds of the round. I'm going to submit a score to MMA decisions. How I, dare you, sir? I, I prefaced it. I said, I'm scoring only what I saw. Because we lost a chunk, so I'm just going to score what I saw, pretend I was sitting cage side, and someone put a bag over my head for those 36 seconds. And then I came back, and I scored it. And I also wanted my score in MMA decisions, because I'm new there, and I want to keep scoring there. Sir, So that's a bunch of bull. No. 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 I'm about to fight you. This this might be the night where we break up. Well, let's do it, then. Mm-hmm. And, Let, and it's rumble. not going to be jits, because like, you'll you'll beat me if it's just jits. Like, I'm going to have to use like foreign objects. Well, uh... Although this is your home turf, so you know the foreign objects better. I'm looking to see which foreign objects I don't want you to use. Oh, that's true. I'm going to use all your Funko Pops because then I know you won't do anything. You'll just cower. 
That is the perfect way to fight you. Just grab Funko Pops and pretend to use them as a weapon. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be awful. <laughs> No. Uh, but yeah, so first off, shameful of you. Um, but you're obviously not the only one. You are You, you are the only one, sir. I'm the only one who you actually are cares the about only this. One. And but but no, listen, let, let me have my rant here, okay? okay? You're not the only one who obviously did this. There there are tons and tons and tons of scores for this fight on MMA decisions. And you can't possibly tell me that you know definitively who won round two, which ended up being split among the judges. All right. If you want to say it was in the middle of a beatdown and you missed a little bit and we find out later. Yeah, it was really nothing happened because he was still on top or something like that. You know, Colby was still on top or whatever. All right, fine. I get it. You can kind of make a certain assumption here. This was a round that was split among the judges. How can you sit there and actually put a score out there? That says, I know what happened. It was enough. You missed 12% of the round. That's a lot of the freaking round. I'm not okay with that. So, you know, to, to all the media members who submitted their scores, uh, who are, again, I should say, it. this, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I can tell, only affected people in the grand land of the United States of America, where ESPN Plus is the only way to watch it. I don't believe it affected anybody internationally. So if you're in Canada, if you're in Ireland, uh, certain people who I know are. Uh, if you're in England, my understanding is you probably got to watch the whole thing. And good on you. You could submit your scores just fine. But if you're sitting at home in, let's say, Texas or Washington or Pennsylvania or somewhere, I'm sorry, I, I can't tolerate. Or Jersey, <laughs> this guy. Our scores don't even matter. I know, I know. But no, <laughs> here's actually why they do, sir. Because I've spoken to regulators before who actually look at MMA oh, decisions, come on. and then they say sometimes, look, definitely, definitely regulators that are are have some have some pull. I would will look at that. I wouldn't even look at that. That's... Now, granted, this fight ended up not mattering very much. If if you scored one way or the other, it was round two of a fight that just about every round was definitively Colby Covington. So it, it is what it is. Even it's if it. they look at it, they're not getting the round-by-round round breakdowns for, for media members anyway. So No, I understand that, but but even still. I just don't like the idea that people, fellow media members uh, to myself, are doing this. Uh, people that I, I would think should know better, and, and I was a little mad about that. And I'm mad at you. Well, you be mad all you want. That's fine. I will submit my score every time. No, no, no. I get it. I get it, but... Yeah, not not a not a fan of that, and I will I will put that out in the world. So there's my little rant. All right, all right. But anyway, we did happen to be able to watch this round later, and not because ESPN Plus decided to fix it and add it the next day. Because no, sir, why would they do that? It is still uh an, an interrupted technical difficulties feed that is available to you, even if you purchase this pay per view for eighty dollars, including tax. Next day, you still can't watch the uninterrupted feed. Yeah. So maybe they should fix that. So what we, yeah, they really should. ESPN Plus, honestly, what the heck are you doing? What a, what a piece of garbage service if you can't fix that. <laughs> so Dan and I, you know, we had to kind of pay a visit to our friend in Canada uh, <laughs> who, who had a who had a feed of this round. Just go with it. Um, and, and we were able to watch round two later on to be able to then make Dan an honest man and be able to uh, reinforce his score. Vindication. So Dan... Now that that whole preamble's out of the way, my rant's done, we understand how we were able to uh, be able to watch this fight uninterrupted, what happens in round two? Round two, from what everyone knows, Jorge lands a right hook to start the round. Covington covers it like, oh yeah, okay, make sure I cover that up next time. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, Good thinking. 
Covington fires some back, kind of just, you know, dancing around for a bit. And then Jorge lands his best strike of the entire uh, round, which is a solid leg kick. Moves the leg all the way across across the center line. It's pretty good. Covington starts to wrestle a little bit, stuck against the cage. Gets hammered with uh, some elbows while he's shooting for this take takedown. And then he decides to knee Jorge low. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Herb stops the fight. Feed goes down. It takes him a little while, like we said, to stop the fight. Because <laughs> it, took, yeah. it intervenes at about like 2.57 uh, to go in the round. Mm-hmm. And we, as we then find after the, you know, when because of the feed had stopped, we later do find at our friend in Canada's house that uh, the <laughs> that the round kept going until what, 44 or 42? Uh, 44 was 44. Where, where so it, finally so stops it the took clock. 13 seconds from the point that Herb Dean walks in and says stop to the point where the clock stops. And then it does resume at this point. So what what is going on with the slowness <laughs> of this stoppage? Like, I, I don't I don't like to jump all over Herb Dean with everything like some people do. Like sometimes it, there's things I don't really it was love, a weird stoppage. It was no, it wasn't a weird stoppage. It was like call time if you're going to intervene like this What's is saying? 12 seconds. It wasn't weird. It wasn't right. Like, I'm, uh, I'm sitting I'm, here saying it wasn't right. He he gets need low, mm-hmm. and then it takes like five seconds before him to even step in. No, but forget that. That's, but what, even, that's even the weird the point part about it. But even when the time he steps in, he doesn't call time. He goes in. They stop fighting. They're not fighting right now. And twelve seconds goes by in a close round. A lot of things can happen. So I well, didn't. Really yeah, love I mean, that. I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's totally on him or the timekeeper. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't see him do the timeout signal or say time. So there's that's I mean he's got a signal to the timekeeper. Mm, I don't know. I mean I don't know Who, the exact I, procedure. Was it Steve Mazzagatti was the timekeeper at this point? I know Maybe. he was last night for at least part of it. <laughs> so I like to see that he's still involved. Yeah, he's still. Mm, okay. I think he's. I think he legitimately cares about the sport. He wasn't the strongest referee. No one. No I think one. We can Dana say that White. pretty definitively. But no one tell Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows. <laughs> I think he knows everything that goes on in Nevada. Um, but yeah. It, anyway. You can keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so they resume 244. Colby lands a, I think he wins a, a right hand, and then uh, Masvidal starts to clinch him a bit. And they clinch against the cage for a little while, and then when they separate, Masvidal lands a glancing elbow, which when now our feed comes back after this elbow lands, and Covington has a cut over his eye. And But how did he get that cut? Did... How were you able to score that round when he had that cut, Dan? It was, <laughs> I thought, I actually, I actually, when I watched it before, uh, I thought the elbows against the cage when he was shooting for a double oh, before okay. it was stopped. I thought that's what cut him mm-hmm. originally. I see. Um, but yeah, so and it's not really a bad cut anyway. No. Uh, All right, finish up. What happens at the round? Finish up. Colby continues landing some good shots. Jorge does the thing. He sticks his tongue out, so you know it was a good shot that rocked him a little bit. Maybe not rocked him, but definitely hurt him. Colby capes with the pressure, gets a takedown, uh, albeit brief, and you know they end on the cage as the uh, the round ends. So how do you score this, sir? I think it's a Covington round 10-9. And you think so a day later too, right? Yes. After we got to view it in Canada. Yes. Yeah. I I will agree with you. I think this is a coming to round. I think it's a very close round. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it it's certainly justifiable for Judge Camillo, Judge Junichiro Camillo, to go the way of Masvidal in this round. But I, I we both sided with Derek Cleary and Salamato here. So yeah, I, I I don't think it's a big issue. It obviously didn't affect the fight one way or the other in the grand scheme. But you know, an early round like this, of course, still matters. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that is what it is. But then we move on all the way to round five. And we're at this point only talking about an eight versus a nine. So, so Dan, why are we talking about this as a potential yeah. 10 8? I just want to say originally this. For um, Covington, of course. I want to kind of. Originally, this wasn't going to be one of the top fights we talked about. Yes. This is lower in our outline. 
So it might not make as much sense as the way my ten- <laughs> I see. the way my ten eights progressed throughout the night. Yeah, because my ten eight compass is is very off. I uh, I mine so, is too. I will I will agree. Um, but this is one way traffic the whole way. Colby is just smothering Masvidal. Masvidal's looking like he's got very little fight in him. Uh, just completely uh, you know gassed. Uh, completely overwhelmed in the grappling transitions to the point he's he's basically just tucking his chin and and waiting for the bell to ring. Throwing a couple like, hey, hey, look, I'm doing something, punches, uh, while Kobe's landing good punches. Some of them were pretty good in the turtle position. Uh, I think it's a 10-8 because I think it's domination and duration. I don't think the, the damage is really there uh, that highly, but I'm just going to go with how the criteria is written. If you can get two Ds without, I don't, I, you know, I understand that the damage is now becoming somewhat of a requirement, but until that's put, in it, put into writing, I got to go back to just how, how it's written on ABC Boxing. Just so I can center myself as far as ten eights go. So. Sure, and I respect that. That that at least makes some sense to me the way you're, what you're talking about. But I am at least doing my best to try and score it in such a way that the um, that the judges in Nevada and, and I guess as a result uh, throughout the country and, and anyone else in the world who is trying to kind of mimic this this uh, new movement uh, among judges where damage really has to be part of the three Ds, and it may even be coming in an official capacity later this year. Um, I do try to do that, and and in that sense, yeah, because you really cannot check off damage in this round. I just don't think. Um, so I I did not score this as a ten nine. I think yeah, if you go by the criteria, you can certainly say hey, there's two Ds checked off. In theory, that could make it a, a ten eight. And, I, and it is a lopsided round. I I think this this is a round that really ought to be a ten eight. So in that sense, yeah, I agree. But also, I I just don't see them. Typically, officials are not going this way. I'm a little surprised. Judge Derek Cleary went this way just because of that push. But I don't know. Maybe there's something we're not even uh, catching on to just yet now. Maybe maybe there's more leeway to give it and just two, uh, two Ds not being damaged. Or maybe even Judge Cleary perceived there to be enough damage in this round. I don't know. Or it could it, it could help that, that Masvidal did nothing. De- Masvidal so. does nothing. He doesn't do anything to prevent an eight from happening in this round. So I, I guess there's that sense, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky thing. My compass, like you said, is, is very messed up on ten eights and nines uh, right now as well. So I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time trying to keep up with it. And I'm, I imagine at least to some degree, judges are also a little frustrated by it too. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's certainly a thing where I don't think any judges uh, should be getting mad about any other judges giving out eights or nines. So if you're a judge out there, who's watching the fights, that are going on in Nevada and you're thinking that maybe one of these uh, rounds ought to be an eight and you think it's shameful or anything that they're not giving that score, maybe uh, realize how difficult this job is. But that Boom. is, that is, yeah, there, there's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a mic drop. Uh, but yeah, that was it for that one. And we, like you said, we did kind of rearrange the outline for this one. Maybe we'll, hopefully because we have so many rounds here, I think we'll probably have to go a little through a little faster through than we have been. Right. Yeah. I, I've, I've been, tangenting and stuff i had a lot to talk about with that particular fight but as much as we have a few split decisions on here three that we're going to talk about next um i think we could probably get into them more naturally right yeah we'll just yeah so let, let's start with uh nicolay negamariano uh who got a win over kennedy and zechuku split decision and and uh, the weird scores of 29 27 twice and 29 27 the other way yeah. uh, you're not going to see that too often this is of course because of the point deduction to Kennedy and Zechuku in round three, a round that he would have won, but ultimately it was just a 9-9 round. So we're talking about splits in round two. 
that came from the same judge. In this case, it is Sal uh, D'Amato. So, Dan, round one, what happens here? And then we'll figure out uh, if, if we should side with uh, Judge uh, Judge D'Amato or Judges Tony Weeks and uh, Doug Crosby. I mean, it, this round is quite the low output round. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's a, a very, it's like a very light heavyweight round okay. because they are light heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's actually rather clear in for in Zechekwu. How do you say it? In Zechekwu. In Zechekwu. Uh, he, he's landing strong jabs and straights and teeps to the body and Negamariano really doesn't land anything of substance until like the final minute where he lands a couple of good right hands and turns into like kind of a brawlish type thing. But I don't think it's enough to win the round. There's also really not much to score. Maybe cage side these lands in the final like 45 seconds were the most impactful and effective in the uh, the majority of the judges' eyes. But from my perspective, I think it's an easy Kennedy and Zecheku round. And Zecheku. <laughs> and Zecheku round. I know, it's a tricky one. Um, yeah, I, in a round like this, I, I'm always willing to give all three judges' cage side a little more leeway because you know any of those strikes, especially at this weight class, maybe you're perceiving them landing heavier. You know, there, There's yeah. a lot of information you can get from sitting cage side, of course, as as we uh, understand, at least secondhand. We've mm-hmm. never done it ourselves yet. Uh, maybe one day we'll get to Shadow. But, yeah, I do think that the better case can be made, at least from our screen at home, for Nzechiku to win this round. And, and, again, I think it's still a little bit of a close round. But, yeah, I, I went with Nzechiku, you went with Nzechiku, and that was uh, also the score of Judge D'Amato. So... Dan, what does that mean for Judge Damato? Oh, that's a couch side override. <laughs> haven't had too many of those. No, we didn't have any last week, yeah. actually. I, th- I had that thought when we were putting that outline together, but uh, brace yourself. This might not be the only <laughs> one. Uh, round two. Again, we're we're talking about the same same judges split. Two judges, uh, Weeks and Crosby, seeing it for Negamarianu, and, and D'Amato sees this for Nzechiku. So why, why could it go one way or the other? What happens in round two? Um, I, I'm kind of shocked at the way this one went actually yeah i thought this was a kind of a crystal clear round for Inzechiku. okay uh i mean he does get clinched against the cage in nega mariano this was the i mean writing my notes for this fight was <laughs> was just a nightmare my fingers were not used to going to these keys in, in that sequence you don't like you don't write so, a lot of romanian and uh i'm, I'm, no. I, I'm trying to remember exactly where kenny Zechiku is some uh, a, an african nation of which i've forgotten and i apologize yeah. um I, he gets clinched and, and, and he's landing good knees to the leg actually these knees are to the outside and you see like in Zechiku's knee kind of like going in and kind of buckling but anything else was really nothing when they're finally separated and Zechiku's landing these really strong strikes snapping the head all different which ways busting up the nose his, his nose is a mess uh, I just doesn't look good just think it's clear I mean I don't really see much of an argument to be made for uh Negri Mariano yeah I, I'm kind of with you here honestly I think this is a very easy um round to side with Judge D'Amato as as the as the out judge here uh, for for all the reasons you said, it, it was, I, I think he's got higher output, he's landing harder, he's leaving more damage behind. I think there's not a whole lot that's happening when Negamariano is trying these, you know, these grappling and clinching scenarios. He's just not gaining a whole lot. Um, who's who's getting who's getting closer to ending this round and it's, and it's, or ending this fight in this round? It's, it's in Zetriku. And it's, it's even a situation where Mark Smith separates them in yeah. this clinch. So it's like, he's right there, and he wants to make sure the judges have something to score. Uh, as far as when we talk to refs, you know that that's something that they do think about, or at least we're told that. Uh, who McDonald told us that Kevin McDonald? Yeah, I'm, I don't so, recall that offhand. Yeah. Actually, it's, man, yeah. it's been almost two years since we spoke with him. Yeah, he was. He was meant. You know, I should he, go back and listen to that one. The you know his trigger 
later in the fight becomes quicker because you know someone's got to start fighting. Yeah. Okay. Now so, I recall that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. So maybe this he's right there. Maybe this impact just isn't that good. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard needs, to say. So. But I I think it's very easy to. There's a lot of reasons that you would say that oh, this yeah. should be in Kennedy and Tetsuko round. So I'm a little surprised as well that Judge Damato was the only one to see it this way. I think Judge Weeks is a solid judge, and I think Doug Crosby has been doing this a long time. Um, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a little surprised too. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll again side with the out Judge uh, D'Amato here. So what does that mean for... Another couchside override. <laughs> How often do we give two couchside overrides to the same judge in the same fight? Not often, I no. can't remember a time where we did it. I mean, we've only been doing this since last year. We kind of started the couchside <laughs> override at the beginning of last year. So, yeah, this might be the first time, actually. So what we're really saying is we're completely overturning the fight. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I think at the very least, this ought to have probably been a draw, if 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 anything. Like, it, it shouldn't be a win for Negomirano. I don't. I wouldn't go as far as to say robbery, because I think round one, you, like, like I said, I think round it's close enough. Yeah, low, I think low, it's I'll close enough. enough. I think it's close enough that you can make that argument here. So, I think... <laughs> You can almost say it's. It, it, I don't want to go. I don't go. I don't want to go for the R word. It really should have been a draw or a win for Nzechuku, though. That's that's what I will say. I think this is this is one of the um, wrong fighter one. I think this is one of the worst decisions we see at the UFC level. Actually, okay. I think it's fair to say, and and only because of round of two, one round. not round one yeah, of one round. I I think I think realistically this should be. Uh, at least a draw, but you and I have both scored this as a win for Nzechuku. So it's unfortunate it went this way, but unfortunately that is that is what we had. And Mark Smith did take the uh, the point for the finger eye poke. He did. He had enough uh, warnings. Well, yeah, Nzechuku so. had a lot of warnings. Uh, I think we really need to also impress upon people how much we in particular would love to see warnings be just what you got in the back and then penalize them, especially mm-hmm. for your eye pokes. I, I'm I'm a huge proponent of the eye pokes being penalized right away because I think that's something that needs to be like no tolerance. It, it's there's so much damage that can happen off of eye pokes to a fighter's long-term health uh, and their ability in the fight. Like it's just not it's not okay to allow that to happen just like one time. You want to get with it with even low blows, especially cage grabs. Fine. All right. Uh, one thing at a time. I'll fight my battle over eye pokes for as long as I have to until actually it happens. Um, and for the record, Kennedy Nzechuku is from Nigeria, so that, okay. is, that I, I want to make sure I shout out the man's nation because we thought he should have won and we should know where he's from. Yes. Moving on to another split decision from the prelims was, uh, this was from the early prelims section, the Ludovic Klein getting a win over Devontae Smith. Again, split decision here with three different scores, 30-27, 29-28, and then 29-28 the other way. We're talking about rounds two and three here uh, as the contested round. So, Dan, what is happening in round two? Round two, Smith comes out and just starts spamming head kicks. Uh, like it's UFC 4. <laughs> and the, the commentary is, on, on PlayStation. is eating it up. They're loving it, especially Joe Rogan. I'm like, huh. Oh, these, these don't look all that he effective. He didn't like, say he heard him. Uh, looked to be catching a lot of arm, and you know Klein's not you know giving much of a reaction. Like like it hit him. So I mean I didn't I didn't score those with that much effect. I think Klein lands some good shots to force Smith back against the fence, and from there he lands a couple knees to the body on the feet. I think Klein's landing some good leg kicks, solid elbow against the cage. I really don't see much effective offense from the Smith side. Besides maybe. We didn't have a great angle on the head kicks. Maybe those were, you know, pretty effective in in someone else's perspective, uh, but not from me. I think it's ten nine Klein. Yeah, I think it's ten nine Klein too. Um, yeah, I, I think 
I think it's a close enough round. I wouldn't go crazy on Judge Tony Weeks being the the out judge in this one. Uh, incidentally, the three judges on this fight were the same ones that were on the previous fight we just talked about. Uh, judges Crosby, Damato, and Weeks. So mm. that, that was that was the team that they decided to put together a few times. And what did we get? Two split decisions um, with two different rounds that were split. Interestingly, this um, one with three different scores. Yeah, with three different <laughs> scores here. I, I mean, <laughs> hey, it happens. It totally happens. You know that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with it going the other way. I I wouldn't jump down. Tony Weeks throw it or anything for it, but yeah, I think I think the majority got it right here. Crosby and D'Amato seeing it for a lot of it. Klein, uh, really quick, just thinking of Joe Rogan here with these head kicks. Do you think he's ever seen the Rockettes? And if he has, or if he ever does, do you think he'll just go crazy every time they kick? He's just he just in there. Oh, 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 oh! She heard him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would pay money to watch him go see the Rockettes. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. They're not telegraphing any of these. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Joe Rogan. He's a guy. Uh, round, th- round three of uh, this fight as well, though, is split. So, Dan, wh- why are we talking about round three? Uh, I think this is one of those rounds where it's tale of two halves, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat. Not not completely. All right. Uh, Smith throws another. He starts the round throwing these head kicks again, but th- again, they're blocked. So, I really don't see much effect. Oh, in- then Klein hurts Smith to the body. Smith completely backs off, starts getting pushed against the cage. He's getting attacked, landing good shots against the fence, good effective strikes to the head and the body. As the round goes on, Smith's, you know, he starts working his one-two, which is his, like, best combo if you look at his past fights. The one-two is lightning fast. He landed it a couple times solidly. A lot of people like one-twos. I, but I'm t- this guy, this guy's, when I was watching it, this is like, wow, that's, like, very, very sharp. It's just one bang, a bang. It's very fast. But anyway, I don't think Smith was ever able to overcome what Klein did early because, you know, even though Klein's output slowed, he was still landing throughout the rest of the round. So you sided with Klein? I ran out of gas on that sentence. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> what, are, what are you doing here? You just you just fell asleep or what? Woo! Ran out of breath. Yeah. Did you have a water? You okay? Yeah, yeah. no, my... my, my Take a nap? I got that mass without gas. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, ten so, nine so, Klein, ten nine Klein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. I I also had ten nine Klein. I do think the early work uh, was strong enough that it was kind of a harder thing to overcome, especially when he is still um, getting his offense in here and there. So yeah, I I think I think it's definitely the better score. Um, but I think it's defensible to give this round to to Smith for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with, with Smith getting let's, this round. Let's put it this way: of the four rounds we just talked about with these four individuals, I think this one certainly isn't. The one that tops uh, round two in Zechiku Negamariano. No. But I think it's probably second in the pecking order. It doesn't quite ross, cross the Rubicon into the area where we're like, gee, I don't know if we can defend this one as well. I think this is fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, this again, the outjudge here actually was once again Sal Damano. So, three out of four times, uh, Judges Crosby and and uh, Tony Weeks were just not seeing the same thing that Sal Damano was necessarily. But... We were. <laughs> so what does that mean for Judge Damano? Uh, man, he hit the three-peat tonight. Another couch that overrides. <laughs> that is, I, I, I can't think of a time where we gave one judge three couch side overrides in a night. Yeah, I, I, I can't recall it. it it's It's got to be one of the first times. I mean, this ever. is also one of the first time we've had 11 rounds. Yeah, uh, so. 11 rounds, by the way. Um, I mean, there were a lot of rounds. How many rounds were scored in this one? I actually didn't know. 31. 31. That is an incredibly high number. Um for a UFC event, it's just we don't really see it too often. We had a lot of we had long fights. We had two 
five round fights go the, the full distance. There's ten rounds right there off the bat, and then we had a bunch of split decisions, yeah. decisions, and things like that. We only had a couple early finishes seen, as well, so uh, two round one stoppages. That was it. We've seen the un- unanimous percentages has been kind of steady at like sixty five percent the past few events, which is lower than typical. Like usually we're looking at like the seventy to seventy three percent range. So it's it's a little bit lower than I think a judges would typically be more comfortable with. Um, but you know it, it, this also does include things like ten eight nine splits right yeah so that those can be obviously very challenging and inconsistent anyway as as the calibration continues right um I'll, i'm speaking for judges there but maybe i'm wrong um but anyway there is one more split decision that we have to talk about and this one only had one round this was kind of like your typical you know turning point round of a fight it often ends up being round two uh as is the case in marina rodriguez getting the win over yan Zhao nan uh 29-28 all the way like i said round two what happens in round two after uh, Yan had won round one? Yeah, th- this was a really close round. Uh, both ladies are slugging it out on the feet, exchanging good combos. I think early there's a slight edge to Yan. Uh, I think she's getting uh, nice counters off every time Rodriguez lands a solid combo. She's answering with with at least one punch back, and I don't, I don't see it as much the other way, at least early. About halfway through, Yan gets a takedown, lands some pitter-patter shots, but... Rodriguez is quick to get back up, lands a knee to the body, gets her own clinch against the cage, lands a couple punches. I think it's in the final 30 seconds where the round is decided for me. On the clinch break, Rodriguez lands a solid elbow and then lands a right hand just before the round ends. And I think these two strikes put it over for me in a razor thin round. Yeah, it's it's a close round for sure. I I had I had difficulty kind of figuring out which way I I wanted to side with, and you know when I watch these, and I'm sure you do the same thing because we know the judges have to write something down immediately. I try to write something down immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I did side with Rodriguez. I don't know that I was necessarily right or wrong. I think this is a really really close fight, and I think it's it's a very hard one for anyone to feel like they were wronged. So, yeah, I think it's really just a matter of perspective, whether whether you were Mike Bell and Ron McCarthy, who ended up seeing it for Rodriguez and, and again, super close fight or Derek Cleary seeing it for Yan Jonan. I, I, I don't I don't have a problem either way. One lady won. The other one went home disappointed. But I think you can make a yeah. strong case for either one. Yeah, Yan even had some decent leg kicks to start the round. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a tricky one, unfortunately. It didn't go her way, but, uh, you know, this does set up uh, Marina Rodriguez for potential uh, strawweight title shot down the line. Yeah, and, and since she already beat uh, Esparza, <laughs> uh, she should probably just jump her right away. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know you are I know you like to beat that drum. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we ended up siding with the majority here. Again, uh, Judges Bell and McCarthy. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. Moving on, we do have two more fights. and these, Now we're at the, the co-main and the uh, – well, not the co-main, but they we're at the – main card fights that went yes. the distance here and it's, it's gonna be a lot of 10-8 conversation yeah, that we're gonna is... be having over the rest of, of this show and so we'll kind of get back to that central theme that we were talking about before gosh what what is an eight versus a nine anymore right it's 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 a hard thing for especially you and i sitting at home to figure out and we're we're a little more knowledgeable about these things than people sitting at home saying this should be an eight how, how would you know like it's it's just not the way things are done these okay. days so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be starting with uh, Bryce Mitchell 
over Edson Barboza. This was uh, the clearest of unanimous decisions. 30-27, 30-26, and 30-25. If there were five judges, there would also be 30-24 and 30-23. Oh, because it's glad descending you, order. I am glad you brought that up real quick. Oh, oh, because are you I pro did, five judges now? I no, no. I wanted to. Me- I wanted to mention. I think we can officially put to bed all the talk of why don't we have the judges watching the back on TV, or why don't we have. Uh, Three cage side and two in the back state back watch on TV because things like technical difficulties happen (laughs) and you lose your feed. Yeah, and if you are a professional where your score actually matters and and determines the outcome of this fight, you cannot score around where you miss twelve percent of it. So look, I think we can probably solve the technical difficulties issue. Tony Ferguson should just not be allowed near cables <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they're broadcasting a fight. It's I I mean, I can't confirm that this is what happened, but my mind did go there in that like what was it like probably like a straight minute that we lost it. I was like, I wonder where Tony Ferguson is tonight. Uh I, I, I hope he's doing well and not tripping over things. But but yeah, we are we are talking about rounds two and three as potential uh ten eights. In this fight. So, Dan, start with round two. Why is this such a lopsided round that we might be saying 10-8? Well, Mitchell Mitchell gets him on the ground and keeps it there. Uh, Landing some good shots. Really shut Edson down. Pretty much a one-sided round. And let me me say, this is before when I was trying to weigh damage to be part of my 10-8. Calibration. Oh, I see. You you actually changed mid event. Uh, mid event. Oh, yeah. Well, this is confusing. So, like, <laughs> I'm like, right, okay. So we're we're giving ten eights on where you know the damage is really not that high. Okay, let's see how we keep we keep going. And then I was just thrown completely off. Okay. The 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 longer it went, I was you know I'm just going back to how the criteria is written, and that mm-hmm. that's how I got on the Colby ten eight. It's a one sided round, but I really don't think the damage is there. I mean, he's punching him. He he does he does cut him a little bit with an elbow. I think. Um, but I, I didn't think the damage was there to get to ten eight. I would score this a ten eight if I didn't need damage. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I, I. This is why I think getting rid of the the ability to give ten eights unless damage is there is is kind of problematic. It, it definitely does not help the grappler. Um, no. very much. I, you know, I hear I hear arguments all the time for for my crazy idea, and I'll call it a crazy idea as much as I still stand by it and love it. That you we could go to three minute rounds, but we will do more rounds. So that there are more to score. I don't know where judges sit. If you if you hate it, tell me you hate it. That's fine. I don't care. Um, it's never going to change anyway. I don't have that kind of pull. But uh, I would do it's, if there was 12, 12 rounds. One thing, or ten rounds. Okay, I mean for like a title fight or something like that. But but the reason I bring this particular idea up is the fact that I've had a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't help the grappler because they have to stand up all the time. Da, da, da. You know, if they're a good enough grappler, they can probably get it down anyway. And we just don't see well, as much extended periods of the ground where it ends up leading to a submission. I mean, case in point, this fight where we have Bryce Mitchell, who's an, ex- an excellent grappler, still couldn't had five minutes to try and finish off Edson Rabosa down there and couldn't do it. Every time. It just didn't happen. And and I don't know. I, I, I really just... Don't have necessarily as much of an issue with what that happens with the grappler here in in my crazy idea because obviously people don't care about it in this situation because <laughs> yeah th- this should be a ten eight I mean it it should be the criteria as written says you can make it that way judges Derek Cleary and Doug Crosby went that way and I I have a feeling and and you know I'm I will not speak for Derek Cleary here but I because I, I don't know what he thinks on this but it does seem to me he is scoring these ten eights based on the criteria as written right like I mean this isn't the only yeah. one that he gave with I mean I guess you could maybe ar- make that argument because he he's bleeding 
I mean, he did, sure, he did sure. Hit him with the elbow. That's fine, so. but like, but uh, you know, just observationally looking at it, it looks like he is using the criteria right, yeah. as written to right. justify his score. Which, I mean, that is not wrong. If you have yeah. written down criteria and you could justify it, that doesn't make you wrong. But based on the norms that we've kind of seen, yeah, this feels like it really ought to be a ten nine round. So that was the way I went, just like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as a lopsided and dominant round it was. So that was uh, that was a round in the bank for Sal D'Amato again. What, it, Dan? Four rounds for Sal D'Amato as the out. This we're, is we're on the. What, oh, what is this called? Like, a, I, I'm, I'm forgetting. Couchside over. <laughs> oh, Seth's getting four in one oh night. My God, this uh, he's gonna have to get something about. What do we call that? Is that like a grand slam or like we need a, uh, we need a, a, a grand was, override? It's the golden sombrero uh, in baseball, well, yeah, but that's so, bad. The golden sombrero yeah, is golden bad. Golden sombrero is bad. You know, we'll have to come up with something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We have we have nothing good tonight. Sorry. Uh, it, whatever it is, it'll be in the mail. Um. <laughs> golden scorecard. Yeah. It, whatever. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, round three, though, we we're, we've got another potential ten eight here. Yeah, another. I mean, it, it was another mulling of a round. I yeah. just don't think damage is there. And at this point... So we're having the same conversation, basically. Yes, right? the same thing. I mean, I, I do think Barboza's fighting back. He attacked a triangle, at least. He's, he's maybe working so, toward earning his nine. Like, at least he's he's not Jorge Masvidal and, you know, just kind of dead in the water. Um, he was offensive somewhat. But again, it's just Bryce on top, you know, landing some good shots and, and just owning the grappling. Uh, again, domination and duration. I think 10-8 is very good. Which, which, again, Derek Cleary had it for Mitchell as a 10-8. So, yeah, I, I think because we're talking about two Ds here, it certainly seems this way, right? Yep. And, and, again, at this point in the night, I am looking for damage to get to 10-8. Yeah. <laughs> in, your, so, in, your, in your journey. <laughs> in my journey to find, you know, my 10-8 compass. Yeah. In, you know, in step, but it's not right yeah. now. But, yeah, see, so you had the 9. I Again, I also had the 9 because, yeah, this is... This, I would say this is the harder of the two to give the 8. If you are if you can only give one 8, you give it to round 2 as opposed to round 3. So, yeah, I'm with you, uh, and we are both with Judges uh, Crosby and D'Amato here. So, uh, no couch side... No fifth couch side override for, for Judge D'Amato. He's no. actually done being the out judge <laughs> uh, for, for our show. Uh, so that 4 is going to have to do it for Sal. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, we are moving on now to our final fight, which is the co-main event of the evening, and what was also another very lopsided beatdown. What? What? How often do we have these like two five-round fights that are just lopsided beatdowns for five? Uh, it was basically the last hour and change was just like let's just watch a guy get beat to heck and not yeah. be able to fight back enough to actually try to win, even if they're trying. Which was the case with Renato uh, Moicano in in his uh, very lopsided loss too. Uh, Rafael dos Anjos. Uh, round four and five are what we're talking about at this point. RDA is up thirty twenty seven. He's already locked up a decision, no matter what happens. And I think this is the point where we're even starting to talk about. Hey, maybe maybe the doctor should stop it. Maybe the corner should stop it. Maybe the ref should stop it. Uh, the corner is the only one who I think really ought to have stepped in based on the norms of the sport because the doctor's just evaluating whether he can see and is, is good enough to continue. And he certainly looked good enough to continue based on the bar that they usually give in yeah. combat sports. I, I was surprised that New that, York would have stopped it. New York probably would have stopped it. I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they screwed Nate Diaz out of a, a beautiful comeback victory. Oh, um, but what can you do? There, there's, there's the, uh, the way in from the, the two Oh nine contingent of our show. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I I didn't expect the corner to stop, or excuse me, the 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 doctor to stop it. I really didn't see a reason for them to do it based on the way it's typically done in Nevada. So when I saw Anakin and all them talking about it, I'm like, really? You think this is the one that's going to do it? Well, Mark Goddard was the most concerned of all. Mar- he was, so, he, well, but that's his job. He's yeah. doing his job to a T. Yeah, that is not a problem there, mm-hmm. uh, and I have no problem with the way Mark Goddard did the job. As far as evaluating the fighter and, and giving him opportunities to continue and not like that, you know, he even said at the beginning around or before round five, you know, you got 30 seconds to show me something or I'm going to stop it, which is appreciated. The one thing I will say, and I do not fault Mark Goddard himself for this in any way, but I do think there ought to be a lower bar for referees to be able to stop a fight when it's very clearly just not going that way. And he really didn't look like he was in a great way. I wish the bar was just lower. It's not. That's not how referees typically do this in this sport. So, uh, you know, if I'm criticizing anything, I'm criticizing the entire idea of how things are are refereed. And I do that as someone who has never trained in it. So please take that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. But I I guess I would just like there to be a little bit more um, conscious effort to protect fighters from themselves because they just don't. And corners certainly aren't, which they're the ones who are most culpable. They need to do something. Yeah, I I agree the corner. But I I also, if you listen to the dialogue between the doctor and Mark Goddard, Mm -hmm. the doctor's like, yeah, it's justifiable to stop it if you want. (laughs) I mean, it's up to you. What do you want to do? But you know what? But he's looking for a specific thing. And then Mark's as like, a referee. Just, he's like, just tell me, can he see out of his eye or not? And he's like, oh, yeah, he can see. And that's what it is. I mean, that's the job. But but that kind of feeds into what I'm saying. I wish that there was more to it. Like like a doctor ought to have a little bit more leeway to even say, like, you know, he could see, but there, this this fighter is not he's not able to continue in my, med- in my medical opinion. He cannot defend himself as well as he should, which is the you have to be able to defend yourself. If you're not defending yourself. You can't fight. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. And, and Chael said something on the post-fight, which I, I tend to agree with somewhat, at least in this specific situation. What's that? When he said, you, you stop the fight the second your fighter no longer has a chance to win. Yes, I did hear him say so, that. I, I think that is when a corner ought to be able to, to step in. But they don't do that because they always think there's just that one punch that's going to change it. That one punch. And I get it. Like, and, Well, and actually in this, this fifth round, yeah, it's kind of close. But we'll get to it. Let's we'll start with round that, yeah. four. What Round four, this is the one. This is the only one we're talking about uh, as an 8-9 debate. Because and I misspoke before that he was up thirty twenty seven. He was up thirty twenty six because round three was a unanimous ten eight. Yeah. So <laughs> this fight's not changing on the cards at all. Uh, but round four, what what is happening in this round that we might give a nine instead of an eight okay, or yeah. vice versa? When Moicano comes out, he seems to have a little bit of a burst of energy. And as Bisping states, he goes, "Yeah, you get a minute off, you'll have a, a decent." He had a decent, little more than a minute too. Decent gas. Uh, oh yeah, he did. He did have much it, more. Than yeah, minute, Bisping yeah. said a minute, but I'm I had that thought. I was like. It really was more like a minute and a half. He actually had a little bit extra time because the the doctor eval. Yeah, I, I thought he I thought he had some good success on the feet up until he got taken down again, and then from there it's it's just all dosanjos. He busts him open with an elbow uh, near the end of the round. Good cut on his head. Uh, I just don't think RDA did enough up to that point to get to an eight. I don't mind a ten eight at all because mm. uh, it really is a one side round. I just think McConnell did enough in the first minute, and I don't think RDA really pushed hard enough towards that finish to get there. So first off, I am not surprised in any way that Mike Bell, the greatest advocate for 10-8s <laughs> on the judging uh, circuit, the traveling judging circuit, uh, gave the 10-8 here. He was the lone 10-8. But I sided with him. Um, I ha- I watched it again today, and I, I am a little more ambivalent to it than I was when I watched it What's live. Ambival- I, you know, like kind of I could go either way. Okay. Yeah. 
there's there's your uh, there's your thank um, you Merriam-Webster education yeah. for the day. Uh, <laughs> Dan Dan either loves or hates when I throw words out there that he's not used to. <laughs> I don't know. And if you're not used to them, I'm sorry. I, I sometimes I throw words out there that I I know because I, I I write. This is what I do. But anyway, um, I I did go for the eight here, but again, I I, I think I could go a lot more either way with it. In this round, having watched it again, I do think damage you can make an, an argument for here, and I think that's why it's a little easier for me to say this is a hit eight. But yeah, there's a lot of the round where RDA is just kind of on him mm-hmm. and not doing as much. Like he's he's got position. He doesn't even have like crazy good position, but he's 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 on top and he's in control. Um, and and then there is a little bit of a back and forth, like we said in the beginning too. So you know, did did Moicano earn the nine? I don't know. I guess there's debate there. I'm. I went for the eight. I will stick with the eight. But yeah, I. I I'm kind of. I, I'm. I'm not sure if it's the right call or not. But I mean, again, who do I know? I'm not trained anyway. Um. You. Did you. You saw it for a nine or an eight? I forget. Nine. You saw it a nine. nine. Okay. So you. You were with Chris Lee and mm-hmm. uh, and Ron McCarthy here. Um. Yeah. I think that's fine. So no. No. Uh. No overrides here. Sorry. Sorry. Uh. Judge Bell. I tried. Um, <laughs> but round five. Now we're actually talking about a potential uh, split round here. After at the very best, we have Moicano is down forty to thirty-five on the cards. That's that's the best he he is able to do at this point. There's no way to win a decision. It's mathematically impossible. What happens here in this round? He gets told he has thirty seconds to turn it around, or he's gonna or it's gonna get right, stopped. Right, like we said. So. Well, the 30 seconds pass, and, and really nothing yet has happened. Mm-hmm. So the fight continues. But he's fighting. He's, he's yeah. in it. and But mostly because RDA is not doing much. <laughs> RDA seems to have either lost some steam on his punches, or whether it's fatigue or, or just taking a bit off. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I took it as uh, it became more of a sparring match. I think it was yeah. Dean Thomas that That's said that. That's what they that. were kind of saying, that, yeah. that made a lot of sense to me. It's just we saw a fighter who was fighting one way, and then he was fighting differently. So, I mean, I mean Moicano is landing some solid shots. A few times I was getting nervous uh, that he might actually make the comeback. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy, four days' notice, he's going to knock out RDA after taking a beating for four rounds. Well, where that everyone, Where everyone's saying the fight should have been stopped. <laughs> Yeah, and, and this would totally shut up the arguments yeah. that we, you know, quarter stoppages should come. But like, I mean, uppercuts and hooks and jabs getting you know really good reactions uh, from RDA, and you know, of course, RDA is still landing uh, punches throughout most of the round. Both I just, of them are landing a ton in this round. I, I just don't think RDA is getting the same effect on his punches or impact, and it's pro- and it's because it seems like he's taking some off. Uh, but I thought Mokano was landing some really solid ones. I scored this one from Mokano. You know, I, I watched, again, I watched this round again today as well. For the, so it's twice that I got to watch this fight. Um, I did score round five for RDA the first time. I think it's still a perfectly fine score. I, having watched it again today, I think the the later stages of the fight of the round where Moicano is landing, he is landing with very good effect, like a strong effect. Um, again, I, I'm I'm almost positive the reason this is happening is because RDA took some some steam off and kind of was trying not to finish the fight, but maybe we're just like coasting and he's like, I don't want to hurt this guy. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, it'd be nice if if they're just trying. Let's say the narrative that he's just trying to be nice. And he's just trying to let him kind of get to the finish line. Maybe mm-hmm. just work the body a little more or work the leg. Don't hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah. You know, if that's if that's the goal, 
That's just my my. Or take two him down and run out the clock. Yeah, exactly. You could do that. He so, actually he had, he struggled again to take. He did. Down. He did. So you know what? I'm sure there was at least some form of you know I'm getting tired of hitting this guy in the face all this time. So you know that yeah. that could that could tire me out. But yeah, I I think I think probably there is a stronger case to be made for Moicano. I'll stand by my score. Uh, which was a 10-9 for Dos Anjos, but yeah, I, I think probably you can make the case a little stronger there. And I, but I think that it's either way, it's fine. Judges Bell and McCarthy are the ones uh, who saw it from Moicano, so I was with uh, Chris Lee here. And that is it for our epic 11-round from one event edition of Contested Rounds. There were some rounds. There were some finishes, at least. I mean, it was it made it not seem like it, but there were. The We've, thing is, none of our none of our contested rounds. Or from fights that ended early. No, it was all decisions. So in six fights, right? How many fights? Seven fights? No, eight fights. There was 13 fights. There was 13 fights, yeah. So eight, eight fights. Eight decisions. So out of eight decisions, we had 11 rounds. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot. Judges yes. judges were worked pretty hard in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think I, there was, there was kind of some... I think there were some times where maybe judges should have decided with Judge D'Amato a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like we said, we got four. <laughs> we got four <laughs> contested rounds where it was him. Um, or or uh, calf side overrides. Uh, <laughs> yeah, five finishes, three TKOs, two submissions. Two um, of these fights ended in the first round. Dan, what was your favorite finish of the fight, which was not on the outline until the last 20 seconds? Yes, I forgot I, put, I forgot I didn't put it on there. I was waiting uh, for you. <laughs> Kevin Holland, uh, again, the TKO win over Alex Oliveira was my favorite, uh, mainly because Holland was uh, not his normal jokey type self. It didn't, it seemed, he seemed to be taking this fight a bit more serious, and it was kind of scary in that second round because the first round was very competitive. I think Oliveira probably won it. He did. He, he won it unanimously. So he came out, smashed him in the head with a right hand. Dropped him and then just went to town with you know some vicious elbows and I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I I wanted to use the word explosive when I was describing the the finish from Kevin Holland, but then I remembered that Alex Cowboy Oliveira has actually been hit by uh, shrapnel from a grenade in his life in some sort of weird thing that happened in Brazil. So then I remembered that and I felt it was in bad taste, so I didn't use it. But I will I will say that at least the thought had crossed my mind and then I thought better of it. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, just be careful about using the word explosive when you talk about <laughs> Cowboy Oliveira. But anyway, um, and uh, obviously a fun finish for, for yeah. Sure. And I think if he if he takes this sport seriously, I think he can be a a problem. I think he but... does take the sport seriously. I think I think a lot of the the chatting in the in the rounds and chatting in the fights is just his way of doing. Look, your favorite fighters are Nick and Nate Diaz. Wait, what do they do the entire fight? No, 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 no. That's not that's not what I mean. I think he can have fun in the cage and okay. talk. The the thing is where he, he kind of has that B.J. Penn. Spencer Kite pointed this out. He kind of has that B.J. Penn thing where he has all this natural talent, doesn't feel he has to work as hard. Mm-hmm. As they were saying, he wanted to smoke weed, and so he was he didn't want a UFC contract after Contender Series because he didn't want to be in the USADA pool. Mm. So, like, things like that. Does, how how serious is he that. about this uh, about this career? Okay. Well, I mean... And I, I think if he does put the work in, he can be as scary uh or he can be, you know, a scary contender. So. I, I think he, he is a terrifically talented fighter, and he's still young enough that he's got a lot of time to mm-hmm. grow in the sport and to make a run in the sport. Now he's in a, probably the the best fit of a division for him. I think they said on the broadcast that he's he has the record for longest reach at welterweight. is like 81 inches or something like that. That's that's long. As, I mean, well, they when every time you set a record, that's pretty good. Jalen Turner was he in the eighties for one fifty five? Uh, I don't I recall. Thought he was, I thought he had an eighty inch. I don't know, but Not they positive. do call, they do call him the tarantula for a reason. Mm. 
He was he was awesome too. Mm. It's but, not because he's a Spider Man. <laughs> and while on any other night, I think that might have been your favorite. But what was tonight? What was your favorite for this? Uh? As as any time such an event <laughs> happens, when Greg Hardy is knocked out, uh, as was the case here against Sergey Spivak, that will always be my favorite finish. He uh, is now on a three fight losing streak. This was a TKO. Uh, it went down in the books as a TKO, but it sure seemed like he was completely out of it uh, as the fight, as he was being kind of attended to right after. He didn't seem to know what happened. Um, which, look, I'm not rooting for brain damage necessarily uh, because that's not cool. And especially we've seen a lot of former football players who've had brain damage that have caused damage to those uh, around them and themselves. So I certainly don't wish for that. Um, Am I upset that he has now lost three fights in a row and his UFC contract is up? No, I'm in absolutely no way upset about that. I would be just fine if he did not resign with the UFC for one reason or another and went somewhere else that maybe I wouldn't have to pay as much attention to him. Yeah, except when he wins the PFL heavyweight tournament in your... He's not going to win the PFL heavyweight tournament because that will be won by a middleweight who doesn't want to cut anymore. Okay. That's, That's my prediction. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's probably how it'll go. Oh, Bruno Capelosa was a solid uh, winner of PFL heavyweight mm. last year. All right. Uh, and, and on the unfortunate, if you recall, uh, night where his, his father had passed away or, or, yeah. or like in the lead up to it, no one had told him. Poor guy. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Jeez. I, I, I mean, a million dollars certainly can help you comfort a little bit, but I'm sure he'd rather give it all back to have his father. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... It, don't don't be dissing PFL. Like, I'm not got dis- decent P- talent. I wasn't this. I was getting more to the point of wow, he may make, win a million dollars from getting cut from the UFC, signing the PFL's tournament, and, and just going on to win it. Nah, it ain't happening. All right. Yeah. Nah, it's not happening. He doesn't have enough skill. He doesn't. He doesn't. But in the heavyweight division, do you need that skill? Evidently. Uh, I mean, it's a, I he's don't lost know. three in a row, so I would say yes, you need enough skill. But at any given time, he can land a shot. Sure. It, so so not, can the other guy. If he had the same skill level in it, it was a flyweight, he wouldn't even be in the, you know, he'd probably be winless. I, I am, well, yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm totally dubious of, of the fact that he would actually make any sort of run or sustain. He'd have to win all of them over the course of the year. I don't think he's going to luck his way into it if he's not skilled. In. Okay. I, and he obviously is a little chinny here, too. So, yeah, I don't, I just don't see it. So, I won't miss you, Greg Hardy, if you're gone. Watch him end up being on this next season of Tough. They're doing heavyweights. You know what? Fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't watch Tough anyway, so whatever. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> they need to get eyes on this. Well, you why you wouldn't watch Nunez is going to be the coach. So I thought you were a big fan of Nunez. I mean, I I certainly have a great respect for her in the sport, and it's it, I I still think it's super cool that we got to watch her in her early stages of her career training at the same gym. Right. That was cool, but you no, don't want nothing to do with tough. I literally just I, I I actually hope that the Ultimate Fighter goes away. I want it to be gone for good. I wish that they would do more drama and less of the fight stuff. Yeah, we're different. The house drama. You and I are different people. Yeah, that's okay. I still, I still love you, but yeah, we're different people. Like the reason I'm a Nate Diaz fan is because he was writing 209 all over the wall <laughs> inside the house. <laughs> I never watched. And then he that told season. Carol Parisian, he's like, I don't care who you are, let's fight right now. I've never watched. So- I have never watched any of the seasons that were earlier than season nine. I, the first season I ever watched was nine. Yeah, that's probably why. You, that's probably why you don't like it. Yeah, as much because yeah. I came up. Well, with the first that. season I, I started watching was Michael Bisping was the coach that oh, was going okay. against Dan Henderson. And that was that I will say that that was an effective tool in getting a, a new UFC fan such as myself to be like, yeah, Michael Bisping's got to lose. That guy's annoying. <laughs> I want Dan Henderson to win. 
This is how I talked back then. I didn't really, but we can pretend I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend I talk that way usually. I don't know. All right, we've gotten kind of off. Now we have. We have. We got to finish this up. We got to look ahead to uh, a, uh, a busy weekend with both of the, you know, I guess we could call them major uh, promotions. There's one major and then one lesser major. Uh, UFC, of course, is Saturday night, but Friday night we have Bellator 276. So let's start there real quick. It is uh, a featherweight headliner between Mads Burnell and Adam Bortz, who I, I've been a big fan of, of Bortz for a while. So I, it's nice to see him get this fight. Mads Burnell has been doing really well. Um, I think I would pick Mads Burnell to win. I'll say by this is a five-round fight, I'm, I'm almost positive, because they do five-round main events now in Bellator. Uh, I, I would say Burnell decision. That's how, kind of where I'm leading. I don't know how much you care about this, because you're not a huge Bellator guy. but uh, I probably won't watch. Um, right, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll agree with you. Mads Burnell decision. Just, just say everything. Just say you're right, Scott. You know everything. You're right. You're the man. I am. Thank you. Uh, and this one, it's in St. Louis, so the this would be a Missouri judges situation. Now, we haven't had a major event come to Missouri in a while. I'm not sure which judges actually are kind of typical of Missouri. I'm not sure which ones have worked there in the past, the traveling sort. But, you know, one, it stands to reason that some of the Bellator favorites are going to go out there if they're licensed in, in Missouri. Someone like, you know, maybe, maybe Doug Crosby will be there or maybe, you know, um, you know Dave Hagan or, or or even like a some of the kind of guys who are based in the East Coast, like Eric Cologne or, or Brian Miner, maybe we'll see out there. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of speculating here, but I, I imagine it'd be like that. So hopefully we'll get solid judging in in uh, in Missouri for Bell Tour 276. Yeah, I'm kind of actually curious why Mads Burnell they didn't put this fight in uh in Dublin. I know he's not Irish, but I mean it's kind of right there. So. <laughs> it's kind of right there, so I just yeah. do it there. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't speak to it. I mean, Boris is, is also from uh, I forget where Hungary. I want to say. Yeah, so, so it's weird. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe you Whatever. could check that while, while I go over this, but yeah, I think he's from Hungary. I guess he, he fights at Extreme Couture's where Burnell is, so maybe that, that could be why, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, that's Nevada. We're talking about Missouri. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, Bellator, it's kind of a mixed bag as far as the fights that are of interest, but I would say the two that kind of jumped out at me, uh, the Coleman event is interesting with Phil Davis going against uh, Julius Angliskis. Uh, both of them lost fights recently to Vadim Nemkov. So I guess this is kind of the, the loser's bracket from Vadim Nemkov, mm -hmm. sort of, uh, from the tournament. I mean, this is a good fight. Like, I, I think Angliskis is kind of an interesting, I guess I could still call him a prospect. I know he's getting kind of rushed here into the, the upper levels of Bellator just by virtue of there being, I would say, a smaller light heavyweight division. I don't think it's a lesser one, though. I think they actually have a very solid comparable the light heavyweight division to the ufc it just doesn't have the depth yeah i guess at the top it's it's, it's i think it's close, very so, comparable yeah. at the top i mean you, you talk about who's the champion of the ufc right now glover Teixeira. you know who right. has wins over him phil davis who we're talking about right now and Corey anderson who's fighting in the uh tournament the grand prix championship fight against vadim Gemkov next month so they've got enough guys over there that have wins over the champion that it's like, okay, at least you can understand there's some parity. Yeah, this is actually a crazy busy weekend, Scott. A crazy busy weekend? Crazy busy for weekend what? Of, of fights, just fights in general. Oh, okay. We got Eagle FC is back. We got Kevin Lee versus Diego Sanchez. Oh, Eagle FC. Yes, I see. Yeah, that, that's I think... right. It's the it's the 165-pound championship fight. So that's that's pretty Super interesting. Super lightweight. Bring it on. Um. Also, John Salter's on Bellator as well. Okay. Ray, yeah, that's true. Ray Borg's fighting again for Eagle. 
uh, Goichi Yamuchi is is also on the Bellator one. He's fighting against uh, Derek Anderson. That was another one I was interested in. Um, I I will say I, I'm to to make my pick for Phil Davis. I am picking uh, Phil Davis over Anglis because I'll say decision. Yeah, I'll go Phil Davis for the uh, Mister Wonderful. And I'm going to say <laughs> you think he's going to get the the Mister yeah. Wonderful, which he hasn't done since like his second UFC fight. Yes. Okay. That, that's ballsy, but all right. Uh, <laughs> I I actually interviewed uh, Phil Davis last week. That'll be for for the new feature that came out from uh, for the post uh, that I have dubbed the post fight interview. Uh, you yes. like the name? I like that name. Thank you. I've been thinking about that one for a long time, actually. Because <laughs> um, I was glad to we, we have it's a Q and A feature. If anyone missed it, I saw every week I'm going to try to talk to. Uh, well, not try to. I will be talking to uh, someone in the MMA or, or even boxing or other other combat sports world. Uh, might expand from here and there. Um, so keep an eye on that for the Phil Davis one. But yeah, I, I've got. I'm going to get Yamauchi over uh, Derek Anderson here. I'm going to say Yamauchi second round TKO. Okay, I like Derek Anderson. All right, easier to say. That's true. He, he also uh, shares a name with um, former quarterback. Is he as tall? No. Okay. No. Maybe up. Yamauchi then no he was very tall <laughs> very very good way to evaluate by the way and you know what i to make my pick I'll, I'll say i'll say kevin lee wins too by the way i think kevin lee wins and i think yeah. it wins it rather easily i do too so um so that's friday night for bellator saturday we're finally here the the golden anniversary ufc vegas 50 50 50 man <laughs> so many wonderful memories i wish we had some like cheesy music to play in the background for this <laughs> Uh, but, but I mean, it's a solid main event here. Uh, Tiago Santos against uh, Magomed and Kalayev at 205 pounds. Yeah. Um, what's your inclination of this fight? What are you thinking? Uh, I am thinking on Kalayev wins. I think the guy's ready to just go on a run. He's been on a run, but I, I feel he's ready to actually uh, jump himself, you know, into that title contention. I think I think I would also so. pick Ankalaev. I'm going to say because you didn't pick Method, I'm going to try and beat you to it. I'm going to say Ankalaev, uh third round TKO. Okay. And actually, I just want to say Bellator is actually on Saturday night as well. Oh, is it Saturday? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Thank you for fixing that. Eagles, on, Eagles on Friday. Eagles Friday. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where I mixed that up then. Invicta is also Wednesday. I don't I don't know who's fighting. Oh, yeah. So, shout out to Invicta. So, for sure. We got a lot of. They invaded One Kansas FC's again? Also is it still Kansas? Friday. Invicta? Um, I I don't think. Let me see where they're at real oh, quick. Well, 1FC. Who the heck knows? I don't even know what time of day that is taking place. That's probably in the morning. We got PFL Challenger Series on Friday. LFA. Eagle one, and then Invicta so the forty six old... is in. Let's see where yeah, it's in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Is Pride fighting? No, no Pride. WBC. <laughs> is there a third affliction? Is is the third affliction event finally coming? We got a title fight for Invicta. Karina Rodriguez versus Diana Torquato. Okay. Well, I'm I for one am super excited for Strike Force. I can't wait for Strike Force challengers. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good time. Hey, that's where Luke Rockhold came through. Don't forget that. Yeah. Um, because I, I remember because I totally underestimated him when he went against Jacare and he won. And I was like, ah, oh, he's just he's this guy who hasn't fought I, in a while from Challenger fight, Series. Yeah. I I had money on uh on Jacare. Oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> but the reason I had so much money that I was able to throw on Jacare in that one, this was in the days where I was betting a little bit, and I don't do that anymore. But don't even say it. What? Don't say it. Don't say what? That it's because you take all my money. No, at the I, gym. Oh no, I wasn't even going there, oh, sir. Okay. But if you want to remind everybody, now it's on tape, so that's good. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, you know how I won a lot of money on this particular uh, betting website I was using at the time. I picked Tito Ortiz oh, to beat Ryan Bader in like the one of the biggest upsets that that like happened in the last wow. decade. I picked that one. I bet that one, well, good and on I you. won on that one. Wow, that was fun. 
<laughs> it was not fun losing on Luke Rockhold though with with that fight. I just okay. But anyway, um, we we got to wrap this up. Let's 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 yeah. We're into Vegas, of course. We're gonna have the same top Nevada judges we have, I'm sure. Um, which oh by the way, yeah. If if it's Saturday, uh, for Bellator, not everybody can go. That's gonna be on you know Vegas shows. So who knows which one? And there's always you know some some guys who they end up kind of doing one rather than the other. Uh, you often see guys that are based on the East Coast, like like a like a Brian Miner or a, or an Eric Colon, typically end up going to Bellator when it's kind of like it could go either way. So mm. you never know. Um, other fights I'm looking forward to. I don't. What What are you looking forward to on this one? Uh, I want to see Terrence McKinney back in there quickly. Yeah, you do. It's a quick so, turnaround. I mean, he's got. I mean, a crazy tough test against Drew Dober. If he passes it, though, what does that say about yeah. this kid? Wow, <laughs> that would be impressive. I. I you know what? I'm I'm gonna pick McKinney. I really mm. am. I, I'm gonna say McKinney, and I'm gonna say a decision. I think it's gonna be tougher. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, Islam. But I also said decision last time, and then he won in two minutes. Here's so. the thing: Islam didn't have trouble with Dober, but he had trouble getting him out of there. And event, eventually, he got him out. Sure. I mean, he just wear on a guy long enough. Uh, I don't know if McKinney has that. If it is grappling to do that, maybe he does. Uh, maybe he enough. does. We really don't know. We haven't seen we enough. We really don't know. But, but the, what we've seen is really impressive. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dober. For a decision, okay. Uh, I I like the co-main event here, which is uh, Marlon Marais against uh, Song Yadong. Okay, I like that one. I, I you know Yadong is a, is an interesting prospect. He's still a kid, basically in the sport. Too, oh, yeah. is so. he even twenty five? I believe he's he's he might just be twenty five. Okay, I I can't remember offhand. Uh, maybe you can look that one up too, since you didn't look up uh, where Adam Borks is from. Oh yeah. Oh, did you ask me? You jerk! That? I did. Oh, I wasn't. I did it's on tape? They heard it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, you know, Marais has been kind of hemorrhaging. No, he's 24. He's 24. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Marais has been hemorrhaging these losses lately, but I do think he's still better than the results of showing. So I'm actually gonna pick him over Song Yudong. I look, if he's gonna win, he's probably not gonna win a decision at this point. We haven't seen a lot of gas tank with him, so I'll I'll say I'm gonna say he gets a uh, back on there with a I'm gonna say a TKO. First round. Yadong TKO. Okay. Well, I can see uh, that too. I'm, no, I think it's going to be late though. Third round. Well, if, yeah, that makes sense. If it, if, it, if it gets to the third round, I feel like he's very susceptible to a finish. Um, I'm super excited for another Alex Pajera fight going against Bruno Silva. Um, I, I don't know if this guy is going to win enough fights to get up there to challenge um, Israel Adesanya, but that, that obviously is a fascinating dynamic because it's somebody who has knocked out Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. So if he's able to kind of pass tests along the way, and this being one of them, um, I'd be down to let Kobe go take the belt from Izzy. Colby Covington? Yeah, let him go up. How are we friends? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. I no, mean, he's not. He's a, he makes everything up. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of like the drama around. Uh, I love yes. it. Again, we're different people, <laughs> you and I. Uh, and then the other one I was looking forward to. I don't know if you have a pick on that one, but I'm going to say Pajera, uh, round one knockout. I'm hoping for prayer because I want to see this... Uh, this rematch All right. with Izzy at some point. That's, so. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm intrigued by that as well. And then Sadiq Youssef uh, going against Alex Caceres. That should be a fun, fun fight. Alex Caceres is on a sneaky like five-fight win streak. Yeah, so he's doing well. I think he's going to keep it up. I'm going to go with him with a sub. I'm going to go with Youssef by decision. Alex Caceres, rear naked choke, second round. All right, fair enough. And that does it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. 11 rounds. I am gassed. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, you almost ran out of juice in the middle there. Woo! But I, I, I persevered. He did, he did. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week, and uh, enjoy a super busy week of fights. Have a good night. Thank you.